Hey, I'm Rupee. And I'm Bob from Comedy of Terrors. And this is Kurt, and you're listening to NWCZ Radio. I'm Nolan Garrett, and this is NWCZ Radio. Coming to you from the Man Cave, deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest, you have entered the Northwest Convergence Zone. All right, welcome everybody to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Big D here with you. And Voxy. And Double D. And Squeeze, Wonder Boy, and Pants are here. Gimmer, I guess Gimmer hurt his back or something. Yeah, he brought his back. official story. Something about mowing his lawn or something like that. <laughs> I hope he's better by their I've show. I've seen his on. lawn. I don't think it's been mowed. Stepped so. in a cow pie. They have a show yeah. on Thursday, so he's got a few days to recover. Yeah, I uh, hope he's taking some really good meds. I've heard he is. <laughs> oh, is that the official update? I think that's how he heard us back, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> Just check. Uh, well, welcome to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. This is uh, show number, what are we at there, Wonder Boy? 129. 129. Wow. wow. That's amazing. And uh, we got a packed show for you. A lot of fun going down. Um, do you guys do anything? Go to any shows? Do anything this weekend? Vox, you guys have a show? I did the... Uh, no, no shows. Did you do the art bus thing? I did. I did the art at work uh, art bus yesterday. Went on both tours. I was the tour guide for the first one. It was awesome. It was great. I can't recommend it enough. And and the art bus goes every third Thursday. It's in Tacoma. In Tacoma. Every third Thursday from 6 to 8. And this was a special one specifically for November. So do you have like a bullhorn or a microphone or uh, are you just talking No, when I talk, people listen. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I. You know, I sit in the front seat and let everyone know when Lash we get back on boobs. the bus. They, <laughs> they know when we get back on the bus from one place that I'm gonna tell them where the next place we're going is oh, and about okay. the artists and stuff. So it was awesome. A lot of people on the on the old. Um, I think tour, the tour first tour. I think there was about fifteen of us, and I think there was about twenty five the second tour. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a fairly full bus. That's and cool. Every oh, stop usually has snacks and drinks and wine, even and stuff. So we were all full even by the end of it. Speaking of us. full and snacks and stuff, oh, oh my god. god! Jeff Call from Stonegate, our good buddy down there, uh, shows up at the house in a limo. Mm-hmm. And rolls in here with what is four, it, four, pizzas. four pizzas from Stonegate. Yeah, Gimmer, see what happens when you don't. Awesome show up. pizza, by the way. Uh, there's the blackened chicken. Mm-hmm. There's um, the angry Hawaiian. Angry Hawaiian. Some peanut butter bacon. Yeah, that's then, my favorite right there. And then your Italian, the Italian stallion or something. The I don't peanut know. Peanut butter bacon. That's awesome. I was leery. I was a little enough. nervous about that. <laughs> I figured it, is it would awesome. be good because I liked like the Thai peanut chicken kind of dishes yeah. and stuff. I think so you I think could pour syrup on that and it'd be okay. Yeah, oh, probably be better. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's fantastic though. People get down to Stonegate and give Jeff some love and, and buy some pizza down there. It's really good. And uh, yeah, I don't know if we're going to make it through the show because I'm getting tired. Oh God. <laughs> uh, I Was did not turkey on that. <laughs> I didn't go to any shows this weekend. I had, I had lots of plans to go and then my mom came in from out of town because there's some family stuff going on in her side that 
she came into town for, so I was playing chauffeur. But I did think this was interesting. Um, Friday night, took my mom and and the wife went to Red Robin, and uh, in the lobby is Roman Holiday. Mm. The whole the whole entourage, man. Every all of them, and you know, Rock and Robin. They just got <laughs> back from England, you know, not too long ago, and I've been meaning to call those guys and just find out how right. it went. It went phenomenal, and I can't say a lot because I'm sworn to secrecy. You but, can tell us later, though, right? But they went over there and played for some big wigs and got big good things news. Things are happening now. Things Sweet. are rolling in their direction, and they were really stoked and jazzed about it. And so good, you know, good on those guys. Uh, I think it's phenomenal what they're doing, and it couldn't happen to you know a bunch of nicer guys. So, uh, so I guess you could say I saw Roman Holiday this weekend. <laughs> 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 now. There's uh we're doing something a little different here today because uh, we got a phone call. We have a phone we have a phone line on NWCZ radio where people can call in and leave feedback and we get calls hey, What from, is that number? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Go look at the website. It's on the website. <laughs> You're already there listening not, right now. It's not so. our number. It's the NWCZ radio's web web whatever station number and um people leave messages from time to time and we got one this last week that was hilarious we didn't know what to do with it i did not know what to do with it i didn't know what to make of it (laughs) i didn't know who it was directed to but we thought we could use it for a little bit of fun (laughs) so (laughs) that's what we did what you're going to hear through this first hour is we decided to take this uh, message and call around to some of our you know favorite local rock stars friends and uh play it for them in kind of a unique way so stop number one on the prank call tour from the northwest convergence zone is none other than the man missing today and that is the very our very own gimmer from big wheel stunt show hello i'm sorry it was ricky spagmer your music Thank you. It really sucks. Thank you very and much. This is a family member calling you and let you know your music sucks. Put some decent American music instead of some Puerto Rican shit. Bye. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> In eighth grade, while I was uh, dinking around delivering newspapers and uh, getting in trouble for like egging my neighbor's house and so forth, um, I was dreaming of being a rock star. You know, I loved music, listened to it all the time. 
What were you doing, Voxy, when you were in eighth grade? You remember? I can't say on there. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way or in a bad way? Well, I got pregnant the next year, so. Oh, so yeah. you were active. I'd have, I, I should have been trying to be a rock star. <laughs> Mm. Well, I don't think our next guest has that problem. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. <laughs> Dude, this guy's in eighth grade and uh, playing jazz bones and the Swiss and amazing guitar player. Like I said, we're all dreaming of doing what he's doing right now. So we're going to talk to him, find out you know what's going on in his world. Nolan Garrett is our guest today. He is a guitar slinger extraordinaire around here in the South Sound Tacoma area. Like I said, he's in eighth grade. Nolan, how's it going, man? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing very, very good. Um, can we say what school you go to or no? You don't want all the groupies hanging out? That doesn't matter to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Girls goes to Mesa Middle School right here in the heart of the Proctor District. <laughs> so Google that up. You can check him out on his way to school. <laughs> uh, Principal's going to be calling you up. Yeah, yeah. Go to his website. It's very cool. NolanGarrett.com. That's G-A-R-R-E-T-T. NolanGarrett.com. We'll also have a link, obviously, off of our web page. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Nolan. I, I read through your bio. It sounded like you tried some sports, weren't digging it, uh, trying to, you know, decide what you wanted to do, shoot in eighth grade. I, you know, I never even had that conversation with myself. What do I want to do? Sounds like you got some things going for you, though. What's what's going on in your world? Well, I started playing guitar when I was eight years old, and just because I wasn't good at sports, and I needed to try something new, so my mom said that maybe I should try music and it was after probably the first time I went on stage I was like well this is pretty cool so then I knew that's what I wanted to do and I've just been working hard and practicing and then been through a few bands and I've just been playing gigs as much as I can and just trying to gain as much experience as I can. And what, when was the first time you took the stage to play? I, did you sing at the same time or you just play? What was that What was that like the first time? Where were you? What was going on? I was at a PLU Relay Life event, and it was when I, when I was eight, and I sang Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash. <laughs> nice. Good choice, man. <laughs> yeah, and then I was with a friend of the family's band, and he was nice enough to let me come up and play. And how many people were there? Well, there's probably a five, lot, 500 people. Really? That <laughs> was your, your first gig, 500 people. You're up there singing some Johnny Cash. You nervous? I was very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and did you play as well? You played played along? Yeah, I did pretty good. Yeah? I was... Nailed it, huh? Yeah, well, I started playing in February, and that gig was in May. Wow. So I just had that time to learn that song and get it down but so you're like five years into it now you still get nervous on stage uh it depends on what type if it's the big show and it's like oh get little butterflies but sometimes if it's just you know i'm going to play at a party or something it's just like oh i've done this before right on. So. what's a big show what, what are some of the big shows you, uh, you feel you've played that you got nervous in front of well, i played at louis g's mm-hmm. opened up for randy hansen opened up for randy hansen at a uh, jazz bones those are two big ones because I like to impress Randy Hansen. <laughs> and then uh, I played it at the Paramount twice. Wow. Once on the big stage for uh, my manager Mike's birthday party. And then another one in the lobby area. And that was just for a headlining show. Nice. Uh, and those were two I was very nervous for. Who was headlining that night? Who, who were people coming to see? 
Uh, that was me. They were coming to see you. You yeah. were headlining in the lobby. Yes. Wow. They put your name out on the marquee. Yes. Look at wow. that. Both times. You get a picture up with yourself underneath the marquee. Plenty of them. absolutely. <laughs> there you go, buddy. All right. <laughs> so how many uh, how many guitar teachers have you been through? Have you have you you know have you have you gotten so good that you had to move on to others, or what's that been like for you in the the learning department? No, I have had the same guitar teacher for the all five years I've played. He's just. I, mean, I look at him and I go. If Man. only, right? Yeah, I, he's outstanding. His name's Daniel Harris. He teaches at Ted Brown. There you go. Give him some props. Good yeah. job. Um, so when you're out, you know, it, it seems to me like you have a, a, a bit of a blues flavor going on in your music, which, um, and we, we've had some, you know, there's a lot of young cats, especially back in the 90s that were rolling around that all of a sudden were like these hot young, you know, blues guitar players. What is it that attracted you to the blues? Well, I don't know. It was just, I like soloing and, you know, just jamming. And that's the one style, you know, you go up to any jam session, they're playing the blues. And that's what I got started playing on stage was going to jam sessions regularly. Mm -hmm. And that's what I played. And that's what kind of got me into that. And it's just, I just like that type of music. They now, always say real blues cats. It just that just comes natural. That's what comes with, out. Well, of them, so. yeah. I mean, you you know what? What's your favorite key to play in? E. Okay. Very good. You, are you like a minor? You like the minor or you the major blues? What's? I prefer minor. There you go. It's got the sweet tone to it, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> uh, I see on your website that you were on, you've been on TV as well, like New Day and a couple. Of, how was that? How'd you get hooked up with that? Is that your manager working that stuff for you? Yes, that's all my manager working that stuff. Yeah, you got a good manager. He's he seems like he's doing a lot for you. I mean, he's is very this active. Dad in here in the studio. This is my dad. <laughs> Did you guys find the manager? Is it a family friend that started taking care of it for you, or how'd that come about? Well, I went to Happy Days Casino and there was a jam session going on there, and I was playing, and his wife. Um, was there and she happened to see me and she called her husband and goes well you got to get out here and see this guy and he was the stage director for the Paramount Theater nice. so that's when he comes up and says to me and the first time he saw me well uh, I want you to come and play at the Paramount I go Oh man! Okay. Those are the stories you love to hear about. Absolutely. No, I think it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. This is Nolan. Seems like a really nice cat. Obviously has some real chops and skills. Let's go into another song of his, and we'll come back and chat some more. Nolan Garrett is our guest today, and this is titled "I'll Do Anything for You." Thank you. 
All right, that is I'll Do Anything For You, Nolan Garrett. And hey, I was noticing that you uh, got to play a couple of nights on a cruise ship or some, a Caribbean cruise. Where was this at? Well, this was on Legendary Rhythm and Blues Cruise. It was started down in San Diego and went all the way through uh, Gulf of Mexico. They, well, they pay your way on that? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pay to get down there and get on this thing? Yeah, but it was definitely worth Who are you rolling with on that? Who, who was on this cruise? Well, family wise, or just no, people. but you know, like who was playing? Anybody, any names that would be recognizable? Well, Elvin Bishop was on it. Nice. Um, this, a man named Chubby Carrier. Mm-hmm. He just won a Grammy for a Zydeco music. Right. Yeah. He's he's amazing. Yeah, and then uh, Fasty Jackson, Roy Gaines, and I got to play with a lot of these guys, and it was it was experience. Was that like a pin, was that like a pinch yourself moment? Like this can't be happening. Oh, it was amazing i just made so many good connections on this it was i also saw that you played the uh the taste of tacoma was that on the kzok stage is that right yes that was on the kzok stage How, what is that like playing uh taste of tacoma i've always wondered because i have a lot of friends that play down there and it seems like you know there's usually a few people uh hanging around watching but a lot of people walking by um are you oblivious from the stage to you know like the t- any kind of a festival like that i think would be a little difficult to play what was it like for you well, it's just, I've played a few festivals, and it's just kind of the standard thing. You go up on stage, uh, get your guitar plugged in, you can bring your amp or whatever. Mm-hmm. They usually have the stuff set up for you, though. And you have probably about 10, 15 minutes to get your stuff set up, and you start playing. And I mean, it's just part of the deal. Right. You, whether you like it or not, you got to go up and play. But I don't mind it at all. I think it's... Oh, it's a good, a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fantastic it's great, thing. Yeah. Well, here's some opportunities for those of you out there who want to see Nolan in action. And I re- recommend you check this cat out because uh, your job will be slack, as they say. Swiss here in Tacoma, November 14th, 8 p.m. On November 23rd, he'll be at Jazz Bones at 8 p.m. And then December 28th, he'll be back at Jazz Bones. Is this with the Nolan Garrett Trio? Well, this is with whatever Nolan Garrett I have. <laughs> Whoever Nolan Garrett brings with him, yes. right? <laughs> Nolan Garrett and Fence. And who, yeah, whoever you can. Voxy will come along, right? <laughs> there you go. You'd mentioned um, before we started the show that you have some other songs over on your Facebook that are um, a little newer. Mm-hmm. than the ones that we just played. Uh, I also saw in your bio, you had won something that had gotten you recording, some recording done. Was that what we were just listening to or is that the newer stuff? That was what you were listening to. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, everybody, the website that you can check out is nolangarrett.com and then he's also a presence on Facebook. You have a fan page, right? Yes. And then you also have your own page. Mm-hmm. What are your friends uh, at school? I know you're, you're in jazz band, or you were, at least what I read, in jazz band at school. What, what do your friends think of you? Um, are you kind of a quasi-celeb, or are you just Nolan? Well, it's, if they see me after, it seems like when I'm playing guitar, and when they see me playing guitar, that's when it's kind of like, oh, no, no, you know, stuff like that. But during regular school, it's just kind of Nolan, you know? Just, there you are. Yeah. Just like, yeah whatever. Dude, that's like Nolan. everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever play at school? You guys ever like set it up in the uh, commons or uh, play for like the school dance or anything like? Are they even allowed that anymore? No. <laughs> really? That yeah. sucks, man. Because when I was in high school, we had some killer high school bands that would set up at lunchtime in the commons. This is over at Wilson, 
And uh, one time even Stevie Miller showed up, set up, blew us all away. That was pretty amazing. I wish they still did that for you guys. But uh, So now where will you go to high school then? Are you just going to skip it all together and go straight to stardom? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of in a question right now. I have to talk to many people, and the two schools that come up usually are a stadium or soda. So that's just the decision I have to make, which one I want to do. So, so well, <laughs> uh, decision time is coming pretty quick, though, isn't it? Yes, that's we're going to the soda thing this month over at Mason mm-hmm. to see the information, and then uh, then we'll probably go to something on stadium if they have it. So now I know you have a manager, and he does a lot of this stuff for you. But um, just you know, as as a as a as a guy who's playing guitar, you have some hopes, you have some dreams. What 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 do you envision for yourself? Um, you know. If, few years from now what do you hope to have accomplished is do you see this as a lifelong passion of playing music or is this just you know something that you're enjoying uh, in the moment what what are what are, what do you see in the future for nolan garrett well i really hope to have be signed by a record label and have the most people be able to hear my music as possible and then uh you know i want to eventually move down to arizona where it's warm right yes where it's warm (laughs) and then uh dad's nodding his head yeah let's go (laughs) and i just i just really want to play music i I think dad wants you to get famous and rich so you can move him down to arizona that's the plan a lot of people are counting on me for retirement (laughs) i came here from arizona so i'll come visit because i'm about sick of this make sure you have make sure you have a pool in, in the backyard uh, well, I think what you're doing is fantastic. You obviously have uh, an enormous amount of talent, um, and it has shown itself in a short amount of time. I think the sky's the limit for you as well. Um, I hope you'll just, you know, stay stay the course. There's a, there's a lot of people out there that will try to take advantage of you. There's a lot of people out there who will tell you this, that, and the other thing. But just stay true to yourself. Stay true to your music. And, um, you know, get some people around you that you can trust. It looks like you've done that. And um, I just I hope the best for you. And I hope that, you know, a few years from now, we're talking about this famous guy. Do you remember when Nolan was on the show? Yeah, we had that cat in here. Do you think we could get him back in here now? (laughs) No. (laughs) We'll be a faint, distant memory. (laughs) All right, Nolan. Hey, I want to thank you for coming in. Everybody go check out his webpage, nolangarrett.com. You can check him out November 14th at the Swiss. That's at 8 p.m. The 23rd at Jazz Bones. That's also at 8 p.m. And then December 28th back at Jazz Bones. And Nolan, you're going to play an in-studio song for us? Yes, I am. All right. Thank you. Let's get ready for that. I'm Nolan Garrett, and this is an original song called End Road. Come back to me to fix what's been done and I say no You claw back to me, say you wanna be my friend and I say go We once were tied, but not anymore and we were friends You wanna make it up to me and I say stop, this is the end It's the end of the road You can stop, but I will go 
It's the end of the road No matter how long it takes me Going fast or slow We had some good times Back in the days of brotherhood When we could hang out And it would be all good You spit on me And expect me to be fine I tell you I'm not And victory will be mine It's the end of the road You can stop But I will go It's the end of the road No matter how long it takes me Going fast or slow Why are you still Trying to talk to me All you're trying to do is make me feel guilty I've got news for you that I made up my mind And all I have to say is go with someone else's time It's the end of the road Stop, but I will go. It's the end of the road. No matter how long it takes me, going fast or slow. What a great kid, that Nolan Garrett, man. A lot of talent and uh, such a young guy. That's crazy to be that young Eighth doing this. Eighth grade, man. I mean, again, I feel so inferior. 13, <laughs> 14 years old. I think I was yeah. just starting to learn guitar then, and if I had heard him, I would have quit. <laughs> but uh, good good on him. Get out there and see him and support the young cats you know, that are just up and coming around the scene. All right, let's go back to another of our... Uh, victims. Yeah, our victims today. <laughs> who do we have next? Well, there's a, there's a guy who's on our station known as the Kingfish, and uh, he also is in a band called the uh, Jupiter Order, and also is the head of Maurice the Fish Records, and that is none other than Ray Hayden. Hello? Hello? I'll tell you what, Ricky. Huh? Your music sucks. It My really music sucks? It sucks. 
and this is a family member calling you and let you know your music sucks. Put some decent American music instead of some Puerto Rican shit. Bye. Cool. Our first guest, we had, we were at the other end of the spectrum. We had a really young cat who's, you know, like a (laughs) guitar slinger extraordinaire. Now we're going into some guys who, some seasoned seasoned vets who know how to rock. Yeah, I think I need a nap. Uh, (laughs) We're just starting the interview and the tryptophan is set in on the band. (laughs) Uh, Comedy of Terrors. uh, One of the, they're actually early in the days of NWCZ Radio. Uh, like right in the beginning, I got a CD from these guys. I had not heard of them, and it was it blew me away. It was amazing music, and so I'm really glad to finally get these guys in on the program. Comedy of Terror is our guest. How's it going, guys? Great. Good. Great, thanks. It's good to have you in. Thanks so much. I know you guys uh, uh, have quite a history among yourselves, bands playing and all of that. Why don't you uh, get us up to date on the beginnings of your music and right up into what you're doing now with Comedy of Terrors. Ruby. Well, uh, I'm original from Germany. I moved over here about 20 year, 22 years ago. And right away, uh, back in those days, there was the Rocket, if you remember oh, that. Absolutely. So I checked that out right away and I found you know lots of bands and people trying to get stuff going. And my first band that was more you know, happening was Simon Asher. And then over the years we played together and we, you know, became friends. And then one day Bob came up to me and said, Hey, Rupi, I, I like your drumming. First only guy who said that. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'll follow you anywhere. (laughs) And, and, uh, and I want to do something. And then, um, sometime we got together and actually when the tail gunners, um, split um we thought you know we continue kind of that stuff and some songs from tail gunners um and then suddenly ideas came up we just you know put song ideas together and suddenly band was there now when simon asher was playing I, and i remember that band you guys got some notoriety some uh you know some interest around town about you guys uh what were the what what were the years you guys were playing in Seattle, the Simon Asher? I think we got the the contract with Miramar uh, back in 1990. 
And then we went to Conrad Yuno's uh, X Studio mm -hmm. and recorded um, Three Cutter Sun. And then uh, I think by 91, end of 91, everything started rolling. We toured all over America in a broken, screwed up van. <laughs> and, uh, but we had a great time. We opened up for Robin Trower a few times and stuff wow. like that. And that, uh, yeah, that was a good start for me when I moved over here. Nice. Robert? Uh, well, I'm only going to go back like 20 years. I don't want to discuss the, pre <laughs> the 20 previous to that, but not there was something happening. But anyway, yeah, I was in a band called Psychotherapy about the same time Simon Asher was running. I uh, did one record. Uh, about 2000, started another band called Pug. Anyway, all this stuff, this comedy of terror stuff, is just sort of my hacking at a guitar for the last 20 years. So Psycho, The Tail Gunners, Pug and comedy are all sort of my attempt to be a guitar player. <laughs> Kurt? Ah, oh, God. Thinking back, I guess it was about 91 was the first band that I joined. It was uh, me and a couple of roommates of mine, a band called NC-17, and we gigged quite a bit around Seattle, even played some shows down here in Tacoma. Mm -hmm. um, I remember NC-17. Do you? Yep. Um, that was probably three or four years worth of us jamming, and that kind of fell apart. Uh, falling out between the bass player and the guitar player. No. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Never, hardly ever. It's unusual so, for a band. Yeah. Um, and then I just... Uh, I Usually up it's with, the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> um, hooked up with another guitar player, and we just kind of went into songwriting mode. We wrote about probably 90 originals, but we never wow. played them out. We just sat and recorded and... Smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then uh, got to the point where I was like, I want to go out and play some more shows. I hadn't played any shows in probably eight, nine years. And so I jumped on Craigslist and looked for somebody looking for a singer. Um, found Bob, and it was actually for a different project um, called Monovolt uh, with Kevin Dillon. And Went and recorded an album with those guys, and then uh, Bob had another project, the Tail Gunners, going at the time, so uh, that had kind of split apart, and Bob <laughs> said, I want to keep this going. I like the, the harder edge of things, so let's uh, let's see what we can put together, and that that was kind of the birth of Comedy of Terrors. And when, so when would you say Comedy Terrors actually uh, took hold? When did it, what was, what was the, the birth of Comedy of Terrors? guys been going for a few years late yeah, 08 I, I, I think it was three years ago yeah and what keeps you guys going i mean a lot of you know it sounds like you guys oh, have they, they offer bit. us tons of money because <laughs> <laughs> uh you know we ha we have a lot of young bands that roll through here bands that are you know just starting or have been going for maybe a year or so and i think the average lifespan of a band is about eight, 18 months or or two years or so and um you know, a lot of people get discouraged or whatever. I mean, what is the drive for you guys to keep wanting to go and make music and be on stage and, and make CDs? And because uh, it, it can sometimes it can be a grind. It's the groupies, Big D. Oh, <laughs> see, I don't have any of those. So I have to find something else to keep me going. You can take, you can take a look at me and you can guess my age. You probably be pretty close to right. But I've been doing this since I was about 15 and you do it. You do it for the love of it, period. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, at about 30, it all starts to sort itself out pretty severely. All the bands start to break off. Guys get jobs. They it, mm -hmm. That thins it out really big there. Right. When you get to where Rupee and I are, it's it's pretty stratospheric, the, the pickings. There's not much left. 
But if you're still doing it at this point, I'd have to say you don't know how to do it any other way. Well, the track we heard coming in is titled Angel, Angels Unaware, and that's off of an upcoming CD, right? That's yeah. a brand new track. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's go into another track. We'll come back and chat some more. This is off of their CD, Satellite and Angels. Comedy of Terrors is the name of the group. This is called Fainted. Faded is the name of that track. Comedy of Terrors is the band. The name of the CD is Satellite and Angels, and we've been playing quite a bit of that on NWCZ Radio and having a great time doing it. A uh, lot of bands that have, and band members who've been around a long time don't ramp it up. You guys seem to have... This is some heavy stuff, guys. This is some real rock and roll. A lot of a lot of guys, you know, all of a sudden go to the acoustic version, or you know, they get converted to the blues or whatever. Um, this is some this is some rock and roll. What 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 do you guys listen to? What what's uh, what's your, what are your influences? Well, I I you know listen to Led Zeppelin and Hendrix and all these guys when I grew up, and and you know John Bonham is God for me. I mean, he's he is the drummer who probably influenced me the most. I listen to a pretty big variety of stuff, but I'd say one of my bigger influences is probably Soundgarden. Uh, definitely a lot of Zeppelin. Um, but then I listen to some metal, too, so I guess that's where the heavy part of it comes from. And uh, this new record, as well as that record, we're done at London Bridge with Jonathan Plum, who was kind of from the heyday of grunge. Mm -hmm. And actually, they're trying to distance themselves from that a bit these days and having a real <laughs> hard time doing it. So I talked to them about this. Well, it was the grunge factory. Yeah, and uh, and I just told them I said grunge is nothing but the '70s with better gear, and I grew up in the '70s, so it's just a 20-year cycle that comes comes around every 20 years. So this is the music of my childhood, and when grunge came along, it saved my life, it made riff rock valid again, and hell, it's about time for it to come back again. <laughs> no, when you guys were uh, when you guys were playing around in that time you know when nirvana and soundgarden and pearl jam and all those those guys broke you were yeah. you were in the scene you were playing yeah do you ever play any shows with any of these guys uh before they you know obviously hit big and took off and everything uh or what what, what are some what are some of your memories playing around town during that time because a lot of those clubs have closed they're gone that that scene seems to have faded and seattle is sort of in the in an identity crisis right now yeah. 
well for me at that at that point we were kind of at the tail end of that thing so playing that type of music was actually a burden because they were looking for something else and it was on the downswing but we played a lot of what i call tar pit tours former headliners who weren't you know doing arenas anymore so we opened for uh dio at the firehouse you know firehouse uh, was an awesome oh, yeah. place travers iron butterfly edgar winter with carmen apathy that kind of thing wow wow do you ever get to hang out backstage with these cats and most of those guys didn't come out and do the schmooze too much except for carmine carmine was pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> uh so the new the new cd you guys are working on um what's uh is there like a, a date you guys have in mind for completion on this well if i get the guitar finished this week it'll be done then we got to go mix that'll take three days to mix and uh, then master and press, hopefully before the end of the year. I hopefully have the tracking done this month. And and what do we have a working title for the CD? Well, if, if I have my way, it's going to be called the Western Front. <laughs> there's actually a song kind of on shaking there. Their heads. There's actually have. a song on there called the Western Front. Very good. Well, now Satellite and Angels. Uh, this is the one that was sent to us, and um, I, like I said, I was blown away by it. I thought it was it's it's a fantastic CD, front to back. You guys have a a. a a wide range of uh, talent and songs in this shows your craftsmanship and everything. Um, where do people, where can people pick that up? Where can they get a copy of it? If they're interested, iTunes, Bandcamp, CD baby. Uh, there's not, haven't put any retail outlets that always seem to be pretty much a dead end. You go back a year later, those are still sitting there if they haven't emptied the bin out. So <laughs> that's pretty much a waste of time these days. Or they're 99 cents yeah, at the, yeah. uh, you know. You find them at a garage Over sale. at Easy Street or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot. Uh, all right, well, let's go into another track off of Satellite and Angels, Comedy of Terrors, the band. They're our guests today. This is titled Prisoner of Gravity. Prisoner of Gravity is the name of that track. It's off the CD, Satellite and Angels, Comedy of Terrors, the band. So the production value is amazing. All the songwriting seems really good. They're all songs that you can just kind of follow along with. You know, sometimes you're listening to something and the way it's written or something, you're like, well, that didn't quite, it all sounds great. I noticed this last one, the Satellite and Angels is just last year. You have another one coming out. How's the songwriting process go when you guys are doing it together um is it something that just comes 
quick, easy, natural, and then you take it to the studio and they beef it all up? Or, or are there is, lots of fights? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on the song. Well is it well-flowing process for you guys? I think for the most part, yeah. Uh, I've been in bands where it was a knockdown drag out to write a song. This band is not that band. That's cool. It's That's very, cool. very smooth, actually. Yeah, but I mean, we have to say, the, the original guitar idea is uh, the one where we build the songs on, and that's that comes mostly from Bob. And um, so we either get together in the practice room or in my studio. I have a little studio with a drum set up, and we just, you know, get some tracks, and then we can snip and arrange a little bit and figure out what to put where, and, and then, you know, we start with the vocals and build up from Between there. his house and my house, everything gets demoed before we go to London. Sure, so sure. It's, it's, they're up and working, working. We go in there knowing what we're going to do. And, and how does it all translate live? we go to a show or are we is it sounding about a, the same a little raw is it how's your energy on stage it's a bit thinner because you don't have the, all the backing vocals that we stack sure, and, kind sure. of, and the additional guitars but it's a pretty fat trio it sounds mm. good now when you guys uh you guys are playing around town what are some of your uh, favorite places to play uh, mine's the central i dig the central i like the central it's got too. a good vibe there doesn't i it? like fuel fuel's fuel, fun fuel's all right uh what's it up north uh flights um, there's, it's the number of places to play is uh, considerably diminished from what it used to be. Yeah. And you know, all the clubs, they're pretty much putting it upon the bands to bring a crowd. So when you hit our age, you can't drag people off the couch anymore. If you're 20 something, it's, it's easy to bull a crowd. If you're this age, it's not so easy. Yeah. yeah you remember back in the days when the clubs had their crowd? Well, there's no clubs like that anymore. No, no. and, and it's they weird to see that transition. They don't, down. they don't seem to recognize that they are part of the problem as well as part of the solution. Yeah, I, I mean, we, that's a conversation we've had on here many, many times about just this sort of over flip-flop that's, flip-flop that's yeah. happened in the club scene because I used to, let's uh, say it was Rock Candy or Sit and Spin or, you know, or the, the Firehouse. I would go there knowing they're going to have good bands. I might not even know yep. who's on the bill. I just like the place. Now yep. it's completely different. It yep. doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, now, now it could be scary to go check out a <laughs> band that you've never seen. <laughs> well, they're not consistent. You know, it's like you you could go to Hell's Kitchen one night and it's like hip hop or country, and then the next night it's like uh, death metal or something. Well, and regardless, because hip hop, country, or death metal, if it's a great band, it's a great band. It's it good is. music, but right. if, <laughs> but there's yeah. a lot of stuff in between that's not so. Yeah, exactly. Now, Rupi, you uh, you say you came from Germany. How old were you when you came over here? Oh, thirty. What was the scene like over there? Um, Were you playing in bands over there? Well, oh yeah, I play a lot, and uh, I, I mean, I started in top forty bands when I was sixteen, seventeen. Back in those days, um, uh, that you know, you you could play in bands. You don't have to have the twenty-one range level. What what you have over here? So it was easy for me just to you know get a ride with my drum set and go and play. And uh, then I went down to Los Angeles and went to PIT and did, you know, some education because I wanted to get, you know, into a higher level and then just playing hobby music and went back and taught in music schools and had students and played in different, all different styles of band, but I wanted to find something really that I, I enjoy and I couldn't find it in my hometown and my wife dragged me over to Seattle and said, you know, that's the new place, so here I am. Yeah, I have because I have a friend uh, who lives in Germany. I haven't seen him for years, but he occasionally sends me, you know, like some music or CDs or MP3s 
from over there, and it seems like they they have a lot of great music that we don't get exposed to. Uh, when you were over there, did you feel the same way? Was it was an overabundance of stuff coming from the states, or uh, is it the same way over there where it's like you're not really sure what's going on elsewhere? Well, I think one of the big problems is that the the conventional radio stations in Germany still go back to the you know John Bon Jovi's and Madonna's and oh. and, 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 and <laughs> Phil, Phil Collins is you know a huge star still over there. David Hasselhoff. It, yeah, exactly. He had he had pop. The eighties have no, he never did. ended. He had, he had pop music over there that was huge. Uh-huh. And and the the radio stations are scared to put new stuff on because they're afraid to lose ratings and stuff like that. So so that kind of is the the environment but there's a lot of independent stuff going mm. on and and but the same problems with clubs i just talked to a friend of mine who is a great guitar player with bands and uh he said you know there are nights we play in front of five people and i said well come over to seattle same thing yeah. <laughs> and, and um la and, and atlanta but, houston but, but the, speaking of us i actually want to have us to go over to germany and actually try to figure that out to make it work next summer to play a couple festivals we have street um street parties mm-hmm. uh, and marketplace parties with wine stuff and things like that going on and you have rock bands playing yeah. so uh, and I know that actually in Germany this music is even more appreciated than over here because it is kind of still that traditional rock hard rock feel yeah. back from the 70s that you know people our generation still love and probably would go to shows so I, I want to go over there with them definitely the Germany tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. awesome. That would be awesome. I think that'd be great. And we, we've had some young bands in here that have hopped upon over to like England and stuff. I read a lot of Brit trade papers and stuff, and rock still plays a lot better in Europe than it does absolutely. here. It absolutely does. I mean, even uh, one of the legendary groups here, the Sonics, that came out of Tacoma, mm-hmm. still really big over there in Europe. I and know Buck pretty well. Yeah, they hardly play here at all, but they go over there every year and just knock it out of the park. So, all right. Well, everybody, uh, the next chance opportunity you have to go see Comedy of Terrors would be December 5th at the Comet. And uh, hop on that. I want to thank you guys so much for coming Can I get a couple more plugs in here? Absolutely. Because slipped my brain here. Plug away. Uh, I also play in a band called Custom, which I think we've sent you a disc. Yeah. And uh, on... Next Friday. When is it? 11th. The 11th. We're playing Valhalla with Simon Asher. Asher, And a band called Downside. It's our drummer's birthday, so we put this bill together, which was a really fun bill we played about eight years ago. So we made some phone calls. He got back together with his band to do this show. We've got a singer coming over from Downside from Idaho to do this show. And it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And also I'd like to put in a plug well for custom and also for ross guitars our bass player who's not here today is a luthier and does ross custom guitars and basses now where is that show again the one you're talking about valhalla in kirkland in kirkland okay it's, it's the old taps and tabs in case people still remember that yeah remember that give the one. date on that again close yeah. to december or november 11th. november 11th, 11th friday november this, 11th. this coming this coming 11, friday 11, 11. yes yeah, valhalla yeah National Metal Day, I guess it which is. Which is also the beginning of the German Carnival, which is really important. That is important. At 11 o'clock and 11 minutes. Good thing you're 11. playing first. Wow. Otherwise, you could be incapacitated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put on my clown's mask and get drunk. Yes. <laughs> get drunk. 
Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, Custom, another great band we play on here. And I'm going to have to talk to you when we get off uh, the air here about uh, having Custom on. All right, everybody. Comedy of Terrors. Check them out. Satellite and Angels is the current CD. They have one that they're working on. It should be out soon. Go see them December 5th at the Comet. And then also go to Valhalla and check out Custom and Simon Asher and all those guys uh, this Friday. That would be in Kirkland. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Want to thank Comedy of Terrors for coming in. Those guys rock hard, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to catching those guys as well. Uh, yeah, like, and who knew? Custom, too. Man. I had no idea. You know, I guess I should do my homework a little <laughs> more. Because <laughs> we play custom, and yeah. I, know, I know a lot of people dig custom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're a, a presence on Facebook and um, quite a, a popular band around uh, the Seattle scene. So definitely going to have those guys in. All right, marching onward <clears throat> with our, uh, our, our, this will be our last victim on this. And I hope you're enjoying this as much as we're just we're dying in the studio here. It's just it's unbelievably funny. We're gonna get killed. Maybe it's because we know them all so well. But yeah. yeah, and you know I'm surprised at how polite these cats are. Oh man, you know totally like Somebody's I expected hangups or cursing, cursing or something. And yeah, and, and you know we're we're blowing our reputation here. I mean, uh, all these people trust What's our us. Reputation? Uh, they all trust us. You know, we're all friends and everything, and we're we're really hanging this out to dry. For this. Uh, but you know what? It's fucking funny. <laughs> so our next, this is our last victim. And uh, be, they'll be playing Friday night at the uh, Stonegate here in Tacoma. Great band out of Seattle. The hard count. We caught up with none other than Adam Green. Hello? Uh, I'll tell you what, Ricky's What are you talking about? Your music. Vox Talks, a Northwest Convergent Zone short, where they give me a microphone and they just let me ramble on. Featured every Sunday sometime between 9 and 11 p.m. on nwczradio.com. And if you don't like it, well, I suggest you go listen to the podcast. And you know what? You can just fast forward. Good evening, everyone. This is Voxy. Sorry I missed you last week, but I was having some technical difficulties. But I'm back now. And, uh, you know, I had a couple of different topics ready and set up to do when I got things fixed over here and each time I sat down to go over one of them I just decided ultimately it just wasn't worthy and uh so I I kind of realized that the problem is is that I'm sitting here trying to think about hmm what would be an interesting topic for me to discuss um and for you to hear and um I realized that it would be a lot cooler if I could hear from you and find out uh, if there's any ideas for topics of discussion that you would like to hear either my opinion on or 
or have me go over, um, as well as if you have any questions for me that I could answer, um, comments in general that maybe, you know, I would read on air, um, or even advice. I, you know, I have been known to give some killer advice in my day. So if you would like a little Voxy advice, um, you can reach me. And my email is voxyrocksme at gmail.com. That's Voxy with a V like Victor. Um, or you can hit me up on Facebook. But I'd really like to hear from you. I'd really like to make the content of my little Vox Talks be something that you feel you've been a part of helping to create. I want it to be more interactive. I want to, uh, I want to hear from you. I want to talk with you. And uh, I want this to be just as much for you as it is for me. Um, I hope that idea is cool with you. Um, and if so, hit me up. I'd love to hear from you. All right, Voxy. Yes. Did you run out of ideas or what? No, I had ideas. I did. <laughs> that's what I said. I had because I, I had one left over from Wait, last but, week, and I had one for this week. And but I have is one. Is that a nine hundred number? <laughs> <laughs> what? I, what no, do you know about nine hundred numbers? <laughs> a lot. I just see his phone bill. <laughs> Still paying him off from the nineties. Um, no, the original I, idea was for me to kind of have it I more that way. So yeah. I think it's very cool, but I do have one issue with uh, your statement in there. Which statement? I want to know how much of that you fixed. Your technical issues. I did all of it. You did? Yeah. Seems to me I saw your computer in here last week and Wonder Boy and Double D. Oh, were... that was different. That was oh. my laptop. That was a broken headphone jack on my laptop. I had a bad cord. My, I'm so sorry. I had a bad cord at home. <laughs> I've been accused of that myself. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I have medication for that. Do you? <laughs> Please pass it on. Uh, no, that's fantastic. And I hope everybody will, will uh, you know, write, give Voxy some love, write her, give her some uh, uh, some ideas or some some questions or whatever because she does have great advice i mean i've gotten gardening advice i've gotten <laughs> Shut um, the fuck up. advice on <laughs> clothes There's the best advice you're gonna get tonight <laughs> <laughs> i have a feeling we'll be hearing that a lot on box talks coming up in the future <laughs> all right everybody uh that's it for part one and uh, stick around in part two we have the hills of elysium great group uh, a lot of fun talking to those cats and also angels of mayhem and a film called the resolution i'm big d this Voxy. that's double d who's over there i don't know what the hell he's I doing i was yawning we'll see you we'll see you in part two <laughs> <laughs>